Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. your throne, O oh God, we gather together in your presence. You are because where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, for your mighty presence with us this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that Lord, have your way in this place today. And let the name of the Lord God Almighty be glorified. Thank you, my God, for every listening heart. Thank you, my God, that, Lord, your word that comes out of your mouth never returns to you empty, but it accomplishes its purpose. We give you thanks this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When 
I look at the mountains and I look at the valleys, I look at the sea, oh my Lord, you are a God. When I look at the mountains, I look Heavenly Father, this morning I commit the entire church into your hands and I pray a shield of preservation and protection over all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Please be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We are putting our house or we must put our house in order. The Bible says in Psalm 116, the precious is the in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen. So that means that no saint of God dies for the sake of nothing. Amen. God has an appointed time. And for that, we thank God. This morning, I'm going back to the message I said two weeks ago. And I was inclined in my spirit to change the message due to our current situation. But the Holy Spirit said, no, teach them to put their house in order. And on the subject of the tithe and offering, it's part of putting our house in order. Praise the Lord. So I'm going back to that message and hopefully finishing today. I need to finish today um, because um, we have other things to do. Amen. So last week, I, last two weeks, I think, I spoke to you about open heavens, walking under an open heavens. Amen. And I took you through why God instituted the tithe and its purpose and the, I think I went a bit into the blessing that comes from the tithe. Today I'm going into the history of tithing. And then we move from there down to where I want to get to. Amen. The first mention of the tithe we can find in Genesis chapter 14, the verse 14 to 20. There was war between a king called King Kedolamai. The name is big and his group of kings, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. In fact, five kings rose up to fight against four kings. Eventually, five kings were defeated. Let me read to you. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, that's his lot, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, and he and servants by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought back again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and all the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his 
returned from the slaughter of Shidoloma and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's deal. And Mekilzedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was a high priest of the Most High God. Note that one. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heavens and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, who shall deliver thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him the tithes of all. So Abraham gave to Melchizedek the tithe of everything he had gotten from the war. Now, this Melchizedek, Bible tells us here that he's, he was a king of Salem and also a priest of God. Melchizedek was a high priest of the Most High God. And Bible says after the war, he came to bring, he brought Abraham bread and wine and he blessed him. And said, Blessed be Abraham by the Most High God, creator of heavens and earth. He said, Blessed be the high, Most High God who has defeated your enemies for you. And Abraham gave a tenth of all the goods that he had recovered. Now, the reason why he did this was that Abraham recognized the priesthood of Melchizedek, that Melchizedek was a priest of God. Now, we read in Psalm 110 verse 4 where there is a prophetic word about Christ. He says that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. You know, the priesthood order was that the priesthood was the, the Levitical priesthood. Okay, but this Melchizedek was not of the priesthood of Levi, amen. But he, there was no beginning to him and there was no end to him. <clears throat> the Bible doesn't state his lineage, it doesn't state any, anything about him. He just said he was the king of Salem. Now, Jesus Christ, it is said in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20, that he has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So it is believed that Jesus Christ is Melchizedek. Amen. And Abraham gave him the tithes of all that he had acquired after the battles. Abraham paid tithes to a priest who was not of the order or the tribe of Levi. By this time, Levi was not yet born. Amen. Levi was not yet born. And so the priest that Abraham gave tithes to was Christ himself. Now, this is the history of tithing. Then in later years, God spoke about why there should be tithing, which I, I, I taught you in the last two weeks, right? And the reason why God instituted the tithe, I want to repeat it, is to keep the house of God and the work of God going. Amen. To, to keep the house of God moving the kingdom work moving, the church moving. For example, as we are sitting here very blessed in this air-conditioned atmosphere, the electricity bill is running. Our normal electricity bill per month is about somewhere between 90 to um, 10,000. Today, with all these increases, I'm yet to even ask. But if, and I always say that anytime you want to know anything about offering, please come to the office. There's no secret there. If you see our normal offerings, maybe it could be for a Sunday, Auntie Nancy, can you give me a figure? 2000, 2005, that is for the offering. Okay, tithes aside. So if the electricity alone is 90 to 10 to 10,000, then that is gone. But we have other overheads. So when we bring in our tithes, what we are doing is that we are keeping the house of God going. Amen. And 
it is not only that, but we are also acknowledging God as our source of life. God is a source of our lives. What we do with what God gives us is our own. We have the, you know, the prerogative to do anything we want to do. But if we acknowledge God as the source of our life, and not only the source of our life, but the source of our increase, in that it is he who gives us breath and strength to work. And he says that of all that I give you, take the 90, it's yours, but the 10th of it, bring it to my house so that my work will go on. I don't think it is unfair. Hello? You are very quiet this morning. This morning, it's called double silence. You are sad because of red hands and apostles preaching on tight. This morning, I should probably preach on, you'll be comforted. No. You see, we need to put our house in order. The day we pass and we get before God, I mean, it is our, you know, what we have done with what God gave us is going to come into play. So let me teach you and then you make your decision. Amen. Hallelujah. Bible says that when Abraham gave Melchizedek the tithe, this was a blessing. It said, blessed be Abraham of the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. God is the possessor of the heavens and the earth and everything that is in it. And God does what he wants to do with everything that is in the world. But you know something? God created us like himself in his image and after his likeness. And God gave us our own will. That's the beauty of the creation of man. We have been given our own will. And it's the expectation of God that we submit our will to his will to his word. And that is the pleasure of God. God didn't want zombies. God didn't want robots. He wants us out of our love, our respect, our honor of him, our acknowledgement of him to do things, serve him, worship him, praise him, love him. He wants that. That's all God requires from us. But the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in this world belongs to God. Bible says in Psalm 95, 45, in his hands are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Everything that we see belongs to God. Now, we are going back to our initial um, word or scripture. That's Malachi chapter 3. He says from verse 6 to 9, he says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from my ordinances, and I have not kept them. He said, Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you have said, Why should we return? Wherein shall we return? Then God asks, Will a man rob God? And yet you have robbed me. But again, say, How have we robbed you? And he says, In tithes and in offerings. Then the worst one, he says, You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. The whole nation of Israel. said they had robbed him. And therefore, they were cursed with a curse. Somebody goes, Apostle says, we don't try to be cursed. I know that's how someone is going to interpret it. But that's not what I'm saying. This is what God said. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do, do I'm saying that? Because somebody actually once told me that. When our dear, gentle, so Reverend Tim says, offering time, blessing time. What Reverend Tim is saying is that if you don't give offering, you will not receive blessing. I say, whoa. That's, that's what that means. And that's why I'm saying that the interpretation of the word is subject to every heart. So get it right. Amen. Now, he says that 
The whole nation had robbed him. They said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, not, all, not some, so that they may meet in my house and prove me with it. Test me, says the Lord host, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be enough room to receive it. Can you imagine the windows of heaven being opened upon you and God pouring out blessing upon blessing that you get to a point where God, this is too much, it's enough. And he says further that I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast their fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall become a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. Put your hands together and thank the Lord. God says, put me to test. Prove me now. And you know, the, what, the, the, the strange thing about this is that God said we should not put the Lord our God to test. It's a commandment of God that you should not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus told the devil that, that God said that we should not put him to test. That's, what, that's God's commandment. But then God is saying in this matter, and in this matter alone, that God says, put me to test. Right. But God says, put me to test and see. Test me. Try me. Put me to test. Deuteronomy 16 says that you shall not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained in Massa. You should not test him. But here is God saying that, put me to test. Why is he saying put me to test? Because he is 100% behind this word. That when you bring your tithe, he will bless you. And what he said, put me to test. Because I know what I will do. I will do as I say I will do. Amen. Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes when people say, oh, I don't want to tithe, I say, you try it for three months. If it doesn't work, stop. Try it for six months. If it doesn't work, if you like, stop. But you see, when you have an understanding of why we should tithe, there's no stopping, there's no, you know, ambiguity about this. It's such a simple thing that brings to you blessing. In fact, it is in your favor to tithe. I could decide never to preach on tithe. And those who are tithing will be receive the benefit. And those who do not tithe will also receive whatever it is they receive. It can be done. But I need to tell you and that you make your choice. Amen. Because it is a way to open the heavens upon your life. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And I keep on telling you that don't tip God. Some of us give God a tip. Anything less is a tip. So that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and I'll pour out a blessing so great you will not have room enough to take it in. He said, try it. Put me to test. I'm reading from the NLT. Put me to test. Try me. Amen. And he says that when we have done it, we will get these eight blessings. And I want to go through the blessing. Number one, God says that he will open the windows of heaven upon your life. Some people in this world live under a closed heaven. Where their prayers don't go up, nothing also comes from above. God said that the curse of disobedience is this, that the heavens above you will be as brass and the earth beneath you will be like iron. And the rain that falls upon you will be like dust. There are some people who are walking, go to Deuteronomy 28, you find it there. There are people who are walking under a closed heaven and a, a shut heaven. They are not seeing, they are struggling in life. It could be for many, many, many reasons. 
sometimes injustice done to people, sometimes anything wrong. But then surely with the tithe, he says that he will open the windows of heaven upon your life. And he says that he will pour blessing. The second one, blessings upon your life that you will not even have hands to contain it. That's number three. You can't even contain it. Then number four, he says, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. There is a devourer. Jesus spoke about him. He says that the thief, the destroyer, he doesn't come to do anything but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he said, but I've come that you will have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy, the devil, is a destroyer. When Satan enters into your house, he doesn't come for your rubbish. He comes for that which is precious. He's the thief of your peace, the thief of your joy, the thief of that which is precious to you. He's the destroyer of every good thing. But God is saying to the tither that he, the Lord himself, will rebuke. He will stop the power of the devourer for your sake. Hallelujah. <coughs> That's number five. Hallelujah. Then he says, your fruits will not fall of their trees, unripen and be destroyed. You know, sometimes when people have farms and then the tree, the fruits fall prematurely before they ripen. And when they fall like that, they don't ripen and they are hard. You just have to throw them away. But God says that your fruit will not fall before their time. They will not be destroyed. And that fruit is not talking about your garden or your mango tree. It's talking about your life, your vision, your projects. And for me, I see in them my children. And I tell God that when I'm paying, I say, God, you said that you will not let my fruit fall before their time in the field. There'll be no prematurity in my life, no premature death in my home, no premature death for my children. I loop into that. There'll be no prematurity in your life. Then number seven, he said, all nations shall call you blessed. The blessing of God will be so apparent. Everyone will see it, like how Obedidom was highly blessed. And everybody saw Obedidom's blessing to the point that even the king became jealous of his blessing. I pray that as we hear the word of God, may your blessing be so great that everyone will see that indeed there's a difference in your life. Something is working differently. May it open doors for you. For some of you, your doors have been shut. Doors of opportunity have been shut. Pay your tithe and see. I think I told you a long time ago about a girl who was going for driving lessons in London. One of my pastor friends told me, well, I remember, and she had done this driving test for so many, many times. And I think the cost of the driving test was about 90 pounds or 100. Something like that. And she'll go and she'll feel she, will, she had been more than 10 times. Then one day, she, and every time she's going, she'll come, Pastor, please pray for me. I can tell you that some of you and some of us and all of us, if we don't do right by God, we will pray. It will be like water on a duck's back. Because if you're not standing right with God, if God has an issue against you, what are our prayers? But for the Father, there's repentance and you ask for mercy. Then God will have mercy on you. Hello? So she can pass a pray for me. He'll pray. She'll go. She'll fail. So I'm sure Baka said, Osofu Kapon Empire Bon Ka. Sofu 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 Kapon Empire Bon Outside church, we are different people. People who don't even know that we are Christians. Your talk, the way you talk, the way you are rude and offensive and bad and cheating and lying and stealing. No, 
That will help us. Let's walk right. I'm saying again, let's put our house in order. Let's put our house in order. So this girl was failing. She said the last time she came to him, he was just baffled. Ah, why? I've prayed, I've prayed, I've fasted. What's wrong with this girl? So he prayed and God said, ask her whether she pays her tithe. So do you pay your tithe? <laughs> oh, pastor, <laughs> I, I, I stopped. Uh, when did you stop? <laughs> About four years ago. So really, it's okay. Go and collect all your four years tithe. Come and pay it. And then come. They say, hey, Pastor, that's a law. I can't get it. I said, okay. Pay whatever tithe you think you want to pay to tell God that you are sorry for robbing him. And she did. She went. She still didn't pass. She didn't pass. But the instructor looked at her and said, you know something? You've come so many times. I'll just pass you. She didn't pass. But she got mercy. I pray that in the places where you don't pass, may the mercy of God find you. May the place where doors are shut to you, may God's mercy find you. May God be merciful unto you. Where we have wronged people, we have wronged God, we have wronged even our partners, your wife, your husband, your father, your mother. May mercy find you. May God have mercy upon everyone under the sound of my voice so that our prayers will be heard so that we will not get what we deserve. Because sometimes if God were to give us what we deserve, I can hear some papa. But mercy always has something else to say. May mercy speak on your behalf. In Jesus' mighty name, put your hands together and thank the Lord. She still didn't pass, but she obtained mercy. He said that all nations shall call you blessed. And your life will be delightful. Amen. Your life will be delightful. We've had the, the King James said, and you, your land will be a delightful land. Your life will be delightful. You have joy in your life. Good things will come. I'm not saying that you never experience pain or hardship. But then God will deal with you favorably. And God will deal with you kindly. One of my favorite prayers of this time is I said, Lord, be kind to this person. I'm praying for God's kindness upon people. If I prayed for you recently, you know I said, may God be kind to you. You know, we need that, that benevolence of God, that kindness of God, that God will open unto us his bowels of mercy, that God will open us up unto us his tender care and loving kindness. May God be good to you. I said, may God be good to church. May God be good to you. Your amen is very weak. You're not receiving. I said, may God be good to you in spite of yourself. May God be good to you. May God show you favor. May God bring you help. May God show you mercy. May God be good to you. May he give to you that exceedingly abundant in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together and thank the Lord for his goodness. You see, God has never robbed anyone by being unfaithful to his word. God is not unfaithful. And Bible says he's not unjust. Where the labor of our life is concerned. The labor of love. As we labor into his work. He's not unjust. He will reward us. We won't rob God. God will also not rob us. Amen. Today become an honest tither. And enter into the covenant of wealth. It is possible to enter into the covenant of wealth with the Lord. Amen. He said prove him and see if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven. God said it. And if God said it it's settled. We'll prove God. How many of you are going to prove God? Prove God and see. Amen. I know this word will also run like water off a duck's back some people. 
but I know that you go round and round and round and round and eventually you come to it. But I'm sowing the seed in your heart so that when you are facing the ions and the rocks, you think, what should I do that my heavens be open and the word will come back to you. I pray for everyone in this house that may God who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater give you even more seed to sow. And I pray that may none of you lack any good thing. May God give to you of his goodness in every area of your life, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, financially, in your health, in your peace. May God give you abundantly above everything that you ever thought of or even desired. We are blessed, church. I said you are blessed in Jesus' name. For hearing this word, you are blessed. You want to rise up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. We want to pray for prayers. Number one, you want to lift up your hands before God and say, Lord, I repent of robbing you. If you have robbed God, it's just an honest thing right doing right now. Say, Lord, I repent for robbing you. So, Lord, I will tithe. I have not tithed honestly. I repent of robbing you. Tell him. He's your father. He understands. Everybody pray for yourself. You want to pray and say, Lord, help me to obey the, the terms of the covenant of wealth. We don't pray for money. When you pray for money, God will show you what to do to get money. You don't pray for money. You, you, you pray and God will give you the wisdom. Say he gives you the power to create wealth. You want to pray that, Lord, help me to obey the terms of the covenant of wealth. I want to create wealth in my life. I am tired of hand to mouth. I am tired of being in the place of not enough. I want to get to the place of more than enough. I have been in the place of just enough too long. Now I want to get to the place of more than enough. You say you bless me that I will be a blessing. Somebody pray these prayers unto God. Help me to obey the terms of the covenant of wealth. Thank you Jesus. Thirdly, you want to pray and ask God to deliver you and your family from the power of the destroyer, the devourer. Lord, deliver my life. Deliver my family. Deliver me from the power of the devourer. That which wants to destroy and kill and steal in my life. I pray this morning, Lord, deliver my life from the power of the devourer, the destroyer. Deliver my family, oh God. Deliver the work of my hands. Deliver me from trouble. In the mighty name of Jesus, we command in deliverance this morning, Heavenly Father, over your people. And I pray that, Lord, you deliver your people from the power of the devourer. My God, we seal their homes with the blood. And I speak over their lives that no power of the destroyer will enter into their habitations to destroy. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning, Lord, I assign warring angels to every life and to every home. That is represented here and even online. And I pray that may your angels keep charge over your people, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the power of the destroyer be destroyed. My God, trouble those who trouble your people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And deliver your people, O oh God, from the power of the evil one. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody pray that, Lord, deliver me from every power of destruction. That which wants to destroy my family, my marriage, my work, my peace, 
pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, you want to pray the Lord increase me in wealth. Ah, increase me in wealth in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, Bible says that the Lord takes delight in the prosperity of his servants. Pray this morning that may God increase you in wealth creation. May whatever your hands find to do be blessed. May the Lord bring unto you the wealth of the Gentiles. May the word of God that you hear today usher you into a new level of wealth creation. I pray that the rocks pour out oil for you. I pray that the places of your ladder have been hard. May the power of God break those places. And may wealth, riches, wealth, and honor be converted unto you. Stretch forth your hands like you are receiving. Stretch your hands towards the heavens. This morning, stretch your hands towards God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that behold these hands. My God, these are the hands of your people. Say so you bless us in the work of our hands. I pray this morning, commanding the blessing of God upon the work of your hands. And if you have no job, you have no work, I pray this morning that may the one who gives us the wisdom to create wealth, may he bring to you the power to create wealth. I pray this morning that may every limitation to your job be broken. May anything that is standing in the way of your prosperity be destroyed by the power of God's blessing. This morning, I bless you. I bless the work of your hands and I command divine increase and abundance to you. May your hands never be empty. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. I declare you will not beg for bread. In the name of Jesus, you will lend to many you will never borrow. In the mighty name of Jesus. And this one, I pray that may anything that threatens your job be destroyed. May anyone that threatens your job, may they be paralyzed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may God rise up against your adversaries who are risen against the work of your hands, who want to demote you, who want to take you out of your job, who want to take your job from you. I pray confusion in their midst and I pray that by the power of God, may their machinations be destroyed. May the potency of any authority they have, my God, be taken from them by your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, may God put all your adversaries, those who are adverse to your prosperity, may he put them to shame. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are blessed and favored of the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.